0: Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business culture one conversation at a time. My name is Christy Moore and I'm joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, who's superpowers to create business cultures that transform organizations team by team. Today, we'll be chatting about building your best team. Hope you get value from it.
1: Hey, morning, Joe. How are you? I'm really good, Christy. Although uh, Melbourne hay fever is getting to me a little bit, so I may be a bit sniffly. It's just my allergies. Uh, I
0: know you were mentioning that's the worst hay
1: fever. (laughs) I know, I know. And I love Melbourne. Melbourne is, like, such an amazing city. Sure. And especially right now where everything's opening up again. But Melbourne doesn't love me very much. It's,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they, they love parts of you. It's <laughs> yeah, that yeah. nature. You know That's what I true. can't stand here is all the swooping of the birds. You oh, know yeah. this is a very minimal thing, but <laughs> there's, oh, no. there's so much swooping of the
1: I don't know from if you're walking along. It's the magpies and the other some of the minor birds as well. And I'm trying not
0: to have a phobia about it.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't want to increase your anxiety, but I did have a friend who um, actually got poked in the eye Uh, as he was walking up a street uh, near his home. So uh, (laughs) um, it does happen. But look, I'm sure it won't happen to you, Christy. It's fun. Oh, well, thanks. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not a bird person. I like animals. But for some reason, birds kind of. Um, yeah, but I'm getting used to this one one bird that swoops me all the time. Yeah. So I feel like it's like fear factor. The more you get used to it, That's the better right. it is. Just be its friend. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So, for everybody, this is not contextual to what we're talking about today, but today uh, you've joined us because we are talking about building the best team and building your best team. So we'll talk about how do you build the best team? What kind of qualities do you look for and what sets someone apart? What do leaders need to do to keep a team performing at their best? And once we have the best team, how do we keep it being the best? All right, so we'll dive into it. So, Joe, yeah. we um, we were thinking this because were you having questions or were you doing things around building a good team or the best team?
1: Yeah, so I've actually been um, uh, court. Sorry, I've actually been facilitating a program or uh, co-facilitating a program for six team conditions. So it's really on my mind right now, and a lot of people have been coming to me with questions about you know some of the problems they're having with um, their employees or their their staff or their teams and so it's very relevant as we start to also come out of uh, lockdown and out of restrictions because people are asking you know what do I need to do to kind of Build my culture back up, build the engagement back up as people are coming out of their homes and maybe back into a different rhythm of being maybe in the office full time or some of the time. And and part of that is actually really focusing on what what teams do in your in your organisation and how you can actually get them performing um, to you know an optimal level. So so it's been on my mind because of because of the you know the two things that I've been involved with right now.
0: Hmm. So, how are you um, advising people about building the best team? and And teams are made up of individuals. So, what kind of qualities are you uh, encouraging people to look for? First yeah. of all, is there a certain set of qualities that are uh,
1: universal in a certain sense?
0: Yeah, not there just are industry
1: based. Yeah, there are. There are because we we there's been a lot of social science on teams and. You know how do you get them performing at their best? and um, we we have theories that a lot of people understand. Like, for example, a lot of people think teams, you know start with um, you know norming and storming, and then they go into um, you know a performing phase and um, and that and the initial phase is is a forming phase. And so that's a that's Tuckman um, model of team effectiveness. So a lot of people, sort of might have, have heard of that theory, but we have actually a lot of social science that really um, talks about teams as not going through that kind of sequential process. Teams actually kind of go through spirals of um, forming together and then what you do with a team at the very beginning makes a big difference. To whether they're going to perform for the next three to six months, and be, and and teams are in a way storming all the way through. They're working things out. They're focusing on how to uh, work together better. To to they're focusing on how do how do they uh, relate to their work and what are the work practices that will improve the quality of their outcomes, but also the quality of you know the interactions between team members. So a lot of A lot of what we think we know about teams really has been a bit busted by the social research. So the social research is, is, um, you you know, there's a lot of evidence that says, you know, actually we can bust those myths about the sequential process that teams go through. So, but once we do look at the social science here, what we do find is that what's important is really how you structure a team and how you set them up for success. It's not really about their personality or the differences between, you know, different personality traits. And again, that's a bit of a, a myth or a bit of a, it's, it's, it's not quite misguided because, you know, personality does make a difference, but not in a team. You, what you need in a team is diversity of thinking uh, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean that um, you need diversity of personality. And so, so you know, in some ways it's a bit more sexy to focus on individual personality and to kind of go in and get everybody to do a personality inventory and then look at the differences. You know, people love that. mm mm-hmm. or even yeah or it's very popular or even to look at the individual differences and go yeah that's the you know we can focus on that but that's actually not effective what's effective is looking at a few things there's actually um, there's actually a few things you need to do firstly you need to get the team to have a really laser focused shared purpose so do they all know why they're there what they're trying to achieve and you know, what what it is that makes them um, succeed. And also, do they all understand the consequences of not succeeding? So in other words, do they they understand the consequences of failure? Do they have a shared understanding of that? So we we sort of can kind of, you know, that can be something like a compelling purpose or the purpose, you know, why are you here? And if you don't succeed, what are the consequences? Because if there are no consequences, Then motivation doesn't kick in you know Mm. Um, and and so so having a conversation first up about with the team about that is super important and and as I keep saying the beginning is really important you need to really spend time with the team getting them to have these conversations and also conversations about uh, what are the skills they need to achieve that purpose and who in the group has those skills so often teams don't succeed because they just don't know enough about each other. They don't understand the skills that each member brings in and they, don't, they can't leverage that knowledge and skills. So you need to get people really uh, getting to know each other. Another popular thing though that people do is you know they take teams for a day and they do something fun and they call that team building. Now that's mm-hmm. great for increasing engagement and getting people to know each other maybe on a personal level. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, hey Christy, what are your skills in A, B, and C? Do you what do you you know what do you bring to this team? Oh, I didn't know that you you can uh, you, that you're a copywriting expert. Oh, that's good to know. We'll have to use that you know when we you know go to this client and try to do that work. It's that. So you're not necessarily going to – like, I'm not necessarily going to know that you're a copyright expert when we're, you know, shooting paintballs at each other. Right. So
0: so you mentioned some terms, actually, uh, near the beginning, which I'm not really familiar with. Okay. um, Norming and storming. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Are
1: those the two terms? So there's a – yeah, so what I was talking about was Tuckman's model, which, which actually starts with forming and then you go into norming and then you go into storming and then there's performing and there's another uh, few phases, but we won't worry about that. So okay. a lot of people have heard about that. And, okay. and the Yeah, and the, the, the forming stage is a team coming together and that's what I'm saying is the most important really. It's what happens when the team comes together. And then the norming stage is where teams work out – their you know rules of engagement in a way you know their their practices what their expectations are how they're going to relate to the work you know um and they 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 sort of set up team norms around that and that's important too but you do that in the beginning in the forming stage you know teams don't just form and then go into that you do that right up front and you do that in the context of what the team's trying to achieve. And then there's this Tuckman was sort of saying, you know, there's this storming phase that that teams go through and then they have to resolve that to go into performing, and that's the bit that's sort of been busted with the with the research that's come after Tuckman. Um, so the storming phase is
0: it does that mean there's conflict or
1: there can be there can be conflict there can be uncertainty there can be yeah it's it's how do we do this together literally
0: like being in a storm
1: yeah think about that yeah absolutely and and what what i'm saying is that that happens all the way through the teams are always working on how to do what they do better it's like a continuous improvement line that goes through that and and because if if teams get to a point where they go, you know, the way we, we work together is awesome, that's when you get to team effectiveness. But but they're going to get there all the way through as they work through the first three months, six months of working together. That's always improving. There's always um, reflection points that they need to have to to talk to each other about, how can we do this better? Or maybe something goes wrong and they they talk to each other about what went wrong rather than blame each other. What went wrong? What can we learn from that? How can we do it better next time? So Mm, you you know, that's a performing team. Yeah, that's super important to have those reflection points. And you know, some teams that that I know that work really well uh, will do uh, like a reflection or a review, or sometimes they call it a retrospective. They'll do it every week. So every week, one of their get-togethers, one of their gatherings, meetings, whatever it is, stand-ups. Is how did we go this week what did we learn how can we do it better
0: so this is part of what leaders need to do to keep performing their teams at their best isn't it like they have yeah. to say like let's have a meeting every week let's check in
1: so so leaders need to lead the team and facilitate the, the group process so so if leaders say let's do this every week, they may not get the buy-in from the team members. What they what leaders need to do is actually create the space for the team to come together and say how 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 should we review our work? And then the team together decides, well, we should meet every week or we should meet every 2 weeks or every month or whatever it is. So so the leader creates the space for those for everybody to have a kind of say about that. And, um, and what the leader should do is then remove barriers from the team being able to do their work. So a lot of leaders focus too much on perhaps um, coaching their team one-on-one, like having individual coaching meetings one-on-one, which are important, but a lot of teams just do that. And they'd never think about how they're coaching the team as a whole to get things done, to kind of work out, you know, the, to, to set up norms, to work out how they're going to improve what they do and, and to work out different strategies for doing the work better. So, so really what leaders need to do and team leaders need to do is set up that space. In other words, raise that expectation that it's okay, for example, that every week we're going to meet and spend half an hour or an hour reviewing what we've done you know that that that's what the, the team leaders because the team leader still has the authority so they need to set that expectation but they don't do it for their team they actually just create moments in you know the work um, flow for their teams to have those discussions and often you know I was talking to someone just yesterday and she was saying to me she's actually um, her business has She's, she's in marketing. Her business has just skyrocketed rocketed over COVID because, you know, everyone, uh, you know, a lot of businesses needed to go digital and they needed to get their websites organized and they suddenly needed Facebook ads and marketing campaigns that were digital. So that's what she specializes in. And so she formed a team around her. Um, but didn't think about any of these sort of like the structure you need to set up that team. So she would just bring people in and go, I need your help. Yeah, you can help doing this and you can help doing that. And then 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 things would go wrong or something would um not be like say, you know, they would get the name of the client wrong, for example. And so then she would she would need to go in and micromanage what was happening there and then there were conversations about well why didn't you check that and then you know say her program manager would say yeah but that's i thought you were doing it no i thought you were doing it so you get this chaos and so what i was saying to her is you've got to slow it all down start writing out what you expect of people bring them all in together so that they are all clear about what you're trying to achieve and who's doing what it's so clear clarity takes nothing you know it doesn't even like I I feel like that clarity doesn't take much of our cognitive effort you know we can easily bring clarity to people's lives and teams but you've got to allow that space and what happens is often business owners are you know rushing you know clients want something tomorrow so I've got to get this team to you know run 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 but what happens is you 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 fall into holes that you you should have foreseen so you don't want to fall into holes. You don't want that client to have a really negative experience. You, you, you need to spend the time setting things up properly. And the other thing is that some some people might be listening and going, oh, but our team's already set up. How do, we, how do we do that? You know, it's not like I'm bringing in new people. We've already got a team. How do we, you know, kind of lift the game of the people that are already there? So then my suggestion would be reset that team. So, you again, you create space, you create maybe one or two hours where you all come together and you go, hey, we're going to have a session where we're going to reset ourselves. You know, we've been working in a particular way. We need to work, uh, we need to continue the great things that we've achieved, but also we need to we need to step it up a level. So we're going to come together and work out together how to do that. And so you bring them together and you facilitate. Uh, and team leaders can do this, but it's easier if you bring an external person in because then the team leader can, put, you know, kind of be an equal participant as well. And often, um, but look, if you don't have that opportunity, the team leader can do it. You can bring people in, work, have some just really deep discussion on what the purpose of the team is, who this, you know, who has the skills in the team, how, how do those skills differ? Are there any skills you're missing that you need to bring in? That's an important question to ask then. And then work out what do you need? What structure do you need in place to really be effective? So, for example, do you need norms around, you know, we're going to, like I'm saying, we're going to meet every week to review what we do. Do you need norms around we're going to, um, you know, communicate in a particular way in this team so that we all know what we're doing it's those norms related to the way work is done and then importantly how are we going to you know recognize that we've done a good job what does success look like but how do we recognize and reward each other and and once you have that once you you have all of that together the team is set up for success and I can guarantee that the next three months will be um them leading to a high performing team. It's guaranteed. That's that's because we know, that's what the social science says to us. It's like do the foundational work, the rest comes like that 60% of the work done in your team is doing that uh, sorry, 30% of the work done I should say is launching the team, right? The rest of it, the 60% is then the maintenance.
0: Mm, that makes sense. So this is how, so how people can, how leaders can keep it from going downhill is maintaining certain things. Yeah. Is there a little bit more um, we could give people in terms of if they're leaders and they are scrambling right now to try to bring their team to a level, you're saying, first of all, have time. When you say space, you're talking about time. Time, yeah. And how much time realistically
1: is necessary in like a week well if you've got a team that's really not working well you know they're really it's problematic i would take i would say you would need at least two or three hours to to get them you have to get them off the work get them off what they're doing into a space whether that's virtual or face to face and have this kind of discussion that i'm talking about so that they can reset Okay. and um, yeah so you know it's better if you've got half a day but you know if you can't if, if you're if you're very pressed for time at least uh, two to three hours is what you need so because because even just to have a conversation about purpose where everybody's contributing will take some time and this is the thing what what I'm saying is bring people off their tools have this discussion but really have a discussion this is not a place where leaders just talk for two or three hours. And I see that all the time. Leaders yeah, just talk. I've been in those
0: meetings too. <laughs> like yeah. literally want to zone out or go somewhere oh, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah this is not that be everybody
1: has As, yeah, yeah every everybody's everybody has a contribution You use post-it notes you use a virtual whiteboard everybody needs to contribute and 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 then you know there are there are actually some tools that you can use and what I'll do Christy in the show notes here in the episode notes I'll put some links to some tools that are available free online um, that help um, form some of these conversations and have you know facilitate some of these conversations i'm really happy to do that
0: that's great so we hope we can uh, share that with everybody and as always thank you for listening and are you part of the best team perhaps the worst we're curious to know where you guys are at please reach out to us at justinagearforgrowth.biz to answer and give us feedback on what you might want to hear more of in these series And we'll chat to you all again next time. Bye for now. Bye.